This is Ann Robertson, the Executive Director of the Massachusetts Bible Society, and I have books. My new book came in the mail to me on Friday. It will be showing up at Amazon probably in the next week or so. I got it directly from the printer, and the printer has to send it to the publisher, who then has to send it out to Amazon and other distributors. So it may take a week or so to get it all out into the system, but I've seen it. It does exist. Um, and I actually had some with me at speaking engagements this weekend, so um, hopefully it will be showing up soon. So that's that bit of news. I hope you all had a happy Easter, and now here we are on what's been known as Low Sunday, or Doubting Thomas Sunday sometimes, the Sunday after Easter on April 19th. And the devotion I picked for today comes from the Old Testament, from 1 Kings 21, verse 15. As soon as Jezebel heard that Naboth had been stoned to death, she said to Ahab, Get up and take possession of the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite that he refused to sell you. He is no longer alive, but dead. I was out preaching this morning in one of the Bible Society's partner churches where I highlighted our willingness to address questions anybody might have about the Bible. A man in his 70s or so came up to me during coffee hour, saying that he wanted to take me up on that, with a question that had bugged him for some time. You know that story about the vineyard, he asked? Well, my mind raced through a whole pile of biblical vineyard stories. The king gets the vineyard, and I don't understand why, he continued. And there's something about dogs. Okay, then. We finally figured out that he was talking about the story in 1 Kings 21, where King Ahab and Queen Jezebel take the vineyard of one of their subjects named Naboth. First they offer to buy the vineyard, but Naboth would like to keep his vineyard and declines their offer. So they kill him and take it, because they can, because they're the king and queen. The prophet Elijah, however, finds out and brings the word of the Lord to Ahab and Jezebel, predicting their own demise will result in their dead bodies being left unburied so that wild dogs will eat them. A lovely lunchtime story. The man asking the question was troubled that within the pages of scripture was a story where an evil king took away both the life and the property of a good man. Even though Ahab and Jezebel bore the condemnation of God, as he saw it, they still benefited from the vineyard and in some sense got away with it. His question was really twofold. On the one hand is the question asked by most of us at some time or another, and that's captured best by Jeremiah when he says to God, Yet I would speak with you about your justice. Why does the way of the wicked prosper? Why do all the faithless live at ease? That's in Jeremiah 12, verse 1. I'm not especially qualified to answer that question, since I often have it myself. But this man's issue seemed to be more specifically that this was a story in the Bible, which to him meant that it was an example of how things should be. But the bad guy won, so how could it be in the Bible where it's supposed to be about things as the way they should be? That's actually a common misperception, so I thought I would address it. The Bible is not a picture of life the way it should be. The Bible is a picture of how life is, and always has been. What makes it special is that it's the story of how God has worked and is working within the history of what is, 
to try to teach us to make it what God intended it to be from the beginning. So the Bible tells us the stories not just of the good people, not even just of the people who are trying to be faithful but mess up. It tells us also of the jerks and the mean and the vile people and shows us exactly how they harm the innocent. Then it brings along prophets like Elijah who speak for God in condemning the evil that has been done. Ultimately, it brings the story of Jesus who shows us how to live faithfully in a world where the wicked often do prosper. In the story of Jesus, we see what all the other stories have been for. They show us God at work within human history, teaching and rebuking, pulling and shaping, trying to mold a troubled world into something resembling the kingdom of God. In our world today, things are no different. Kings still steal the vineyards of their citizens. Bernie Madoff steal your retirement. Wall Street steals your home and laughs all the way to the bank. The wicked too often prosper, and the righteous too often get hit by a bus. And God continues to respond just as God always has, by calling on God's people to fix it, and to raise up our children in a different way. On Easter night, Jesus appeared to his disciples, breathed the Holy Spirit into them, and said, As the Father has sent me, so I send you. That's in the Gospel of John, chapter 20, verse 21. Empowered by God's Spirit, fixing the world so that the wicked no longer prosper, is our job now. The Bible is not all sweetness and light. It shows the world and the people in it with all of our flaws. It also teaches us what to do about it. Will you pray with me? Continue to breathe your Holy Spirit into us, Lord so that we can build a world of justice. Amen. Thanks for subscribing to Spirit Walkers. I hope you have a great next week, and hopefully I'll see you next Sunday, and maybe by next Sunday books will actually be in the system. Mm-hmm.